When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Ten Thousand Layups Podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, we took off a night. Um, we decided. <laughs> wonder, wonder why <laughs> we, we weren't going to do a podcast after Thursday night's game because it just sucked the life out of me, and um, I, I think we we're both very sad. Um, we have a different tune. We're recording this on a Sunday. The Wolves just beat the uh, M- Memphis Grizzlies in Game Four at Target Center, one nineteen to one eighteen. Series all knotted up going back to Memphis. Um, that game will be on Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Um, I guess like we can just kind of hammer through the storylines. Obviously, it's a huge win because it, it keeps the series alive. If you go down 3-1, the series is effectively yep. over. Um, Towns, who uh, he had a really bad playing game, and then he had a really bad game three at Target Center. Um And I don't always think it's necessarily about Towns having a bad game. That's always the problem. It's maybe his attitude and, and what he says afterwards. I think, I think he had a no comment line after game three of, of why he played so bad and he was going to go home and drink wine, whatever. Carl's a weird dude. He says weird things. Um, he had a very nice game on, on Sunday or yeah. Saturday night, finishing with 33 points, 14 rebounds. He had six turnovers, um, four in the, in the first quarter, huge in the fourth quarter, um, really kind of iced that, that win. Um, Julian, I, I know we like, for somebody we don't necessarily like a lot in Bill Simmons, um, we talk about him a lot on the podcast because he he he, he does have uh, an extensive basketball knowledge. He he tweeted out saying that that Towns has to be the most frustrating good player in the league. Um, watching this series, like it feels like that is a hundred percent true because even oh, yeah. in this even in this game, um, again I don't want to like he had thirty three points and fourteen rebounds. He's the reason the Wolves won this game. Um, especially late in the game. Like if he doesn't have this game, um, you know, the series is over. Then again, you could say if he doesn't have the game three that he had, the Wolves would have won that game. But um, what, what, what explain to me the Carl Anthony Towns experience in the series? <laughs> that is a really interesting question. I mean, I feel like this is the same as asking me to explain the Carl Anthony Towns experience just in general. Um, yeah. I mean, Simmons, yeah, don't like Simmons very much, but he's absolutely right on this. Um, and I think, you know, the thing that bothers me about Carl, the, the actually the going home and drinking wine or whatever, that comment didn't bother me as much as some of his other things. Cause I do understand kind of the sentiment. It's like, there's only so much you can do after the game. Yeah. You just need to kind of go shake it off and forget about it. And you're going to you sit know. there until 4 a.m. and like, so right. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want him like obsessing about his bad games either. But at the same time, I think what what has always driven me crazy but with Carl is that he just really feels everything on the court happens to him. Like he doesn't think he has control over the calls he's getting, like if his shots aren't going down, he kind of blames other people. With his turnovers, he's like 
throwing these crazy passes and that yesterday and then is kind of like like yelling at his teammates about like why they didn't catch them like he like yelled at ant after he like no look one-handed that and it's just like dude like just pass the ball just like do the do the easy thing and i think richard jefferson on the on the broadcast said something about how the timberwolves were taking a plays like grade a plays like really good defense and trying to make them a plus plays and turning them into f plays by fouling basically and the, the context for that was that you know when carl I think it was Carl who went up to block a shot. He goes straight up. He's vertical. The guy's not going to make the shot, but then he swipes down at the end and he's like trying to get this big block and he fouls the guy in that. Now he's on the line. And what went from what, what would have been a, a defensive stop turns into two easy points. So yeah, that is so, I really liked that comment. I think that is really kind of exemplary of what it's like to watch cat because when he just like, and you saw this in the fourth quarter, when he gets in his groove, it's awesome. Like, because he he's actually a good passer when he's not trying to do crazy stuff with the yeah with the I mean, ball. John he Krasinski said like that. that he makes heat check passes, which is totally true. Um, yeah, so he he makes a lot of good plays. He's like an unbelievable shooter. Um, I mean, some of the shots he hit were insane. Yeah, yesterday, and so it's like he he he's he's one of the best like shot makers out there when he just kind of plays within himself, plays within the team. Um, but then as you and I have said so many times, like when he feels like he should be taking over and his shots aren't falling, he does not know what to do because he doesn't think it's his fault. So he can't make adjustments like Carl cannot change how he's performing because he never thinks he's doing anything wrong. And if, if that's how your approach, it's really, really hard when a team like the Grizzlies, like tries something new and takes you out of it. It's like it's almost like the adjustment has to come from something like a scheme change from Finch or like he can't make an on the fly adjustment. Yeah, it's you're you're totally right. Like, uh, first off, I thought Richard Jefferson did a really nice job. It seemed on Twitter there was like a it was like 50 50. I actually really liked him. I think he's he's getting a lot better. I really like him as a analyst. I I think he did a really nice job of just explaining like just like. I, and maybe most announcers do this. I have no idea. But like when Towns and, and maybe I was just paying attention more because it was it was my team playing. But like, mm-hmm. you know, Towns is doubled and Towns is trying to like dribble into the teeth of the defense. And he's like, no, 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 back it up and like stretch this defense out and then like figure out what the double team's going to do. Like, is a double team going to come out on you on the three point line, which is good. And then somebody can cut and it's going to open up something like or are are you going to get single coverage and then you can kind of you have a mismatch again um i thought that was really interesting but you're you're totally right like late in the game like some of those shots from towns it's like like pulls up that three and you're like yeah. jesus like you are so good um yeah and and you know and he and when, and when he makes the simple passes i think he had a few um he had like one to like a cutting vando underneath like which is a, yeah, some just incredible a beautiful passes. yeah t- touch pass it's like when he does that it's like when he does the around the head pass and then he had the moment like late in the game where clearly the ball was just going to go out of bounds and oh he God. tried to chase it down to, to like clearly just to get the rebound for a stat, which yeah. um, if the, if anybody wants to hear the Gorgie Jang concussion story, um, there's a story of Gorgie Jang in a game, getting a concussion from towns because towns like went out of his way to like go get a rebound and go, like Gorgie already had because towns needed like a, a rebound for like a double. It, it was something crazy. And it's like, Oh, and that's why Gorgie can't play for a week. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I, yeah, I think that's kind of it, though. It's like 
Yeah. And, and, and this was a great game from Towns. And he, they figured it out, and, and his shot was falling, which was oh, yeah. great. And Memphis didn't really have an answer, um, e- even though they played small most of the time, which is a really good sign for Minnesota. Um, you know, I, I, I just worry about, because in the next three games, you're def- or, you know, the next two games potentially, you're going to have one game where Towns isn't playing well. And the thing for him will be great players can finish with, um, you know, uh, you'd rather Towns not finish like this, but can finish with 11 points and 15 rebounds and you get done with the game and you say, oh, like I watched that full game and his stats don't really tell the whole story here. Right. Yep. Um, where Towns is the opposite. Sometimes when it feels like he scores a lot of points, I'm like, well, those were like that super valuable, but I'm not sure how valuable. But And then when Towns has a really bad game, he kind of shut that he shuts down and he, he, he doesn't really know how to like play he, that he hurts the offense yeah, yeah he, he doesn't really know how to be that middleman and, and like that that person that's like facilitating something and then like kind of just waiting for their shot um because there was a there was a moment last night and again like i feel like i have to say this all the time it's like you had 33 points and 14 rebounds but like right. until you watch these games it's so hard to like understand like what, like what you're feeling as a fan the anxiety because you're like, why are you doing this? Like th- this doesn't have to be that, 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 that difficult. Um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a specific play, but, um, it's- well, this is not, I mean, I actually have one that's a, but it's not about Carl. So like, I think there is a trend about the wolves, like not doing things in the simplest and most effective way. And one of my friends texted me this because he's a high school basketball coach. And he was like, I don't think the wolves are built for the playoffs because they don't do these they don't execute these like simple things, you know, like for instance, do you remember that play when D'Lo, I think some, somebody like taps it free and D'Lo like got the rebound and it was about to be a turnover, but then he like tried to like whip it like down yeah. the field through the legs of like the Memphis guy. And then like Tyus just like got it back. Yeah. So instead of D'Lo just securing that re- that steal and taking it, like they're going for these highlights. And I feel like, I feel like D'Lo and Towns both really chase highlight plays in a way that, it, 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 and especially towns it's like when he's not getting it it makes it way like it's way harder to do a highlight play than it is to just like do a normal basketball play and because carl's trying to do a highlight play like every time he touches the ball it just like makes him less effective and yeah. i and i and it's interesting i say that because like that's my favorite thing about ant for instance is that he's like kind of <laughs> always he's kind of like fuck play. it um, but yeah. but ant is like that's kind of his game, you know, is like being super physical and trying to get into the lane and dunk, you know, because like yeah. that's what he does. But what Cat does best is like the finesse game. I mean, he's strong, but it's like what's what makes Cat special is his shooting touch. And so it's just like, I don't know, man. It's I don't want to I know you like it's tough because I don't want to criticize Cat too much because honestly, like in the fourth quarter, he was unbelievable. So yesterday. good. Like, and so I it's just, it makes you nervous, like having him as your best player. And until, counter, until Edwards, know. yeah, until Edwards can become that, which I think is kind of at this point inevitable because Edwards very quietly had an excellent game yesterday I after think th- almost destroying every Wolves fan in the first quarter, like with that injury or not. Yeah, seriously. That was I very was, crazy. I was like, oh, wow, he tore his ACL. Me and too. Then, <laughs> and then he didn't because he ran back on the court. Uh, yeah, like, I, I have two quick thoughts. So like the, the, the first thought is like, it's, it's so hard because we'll get into McLaughlin later on, but like you have a second unit that generally can't generate much offense. So yeah. it's, it's always hard for me because when I see like towns or D hunting buckets, 
uh, with like bad shots. Yeah. It's like you can tell sometimes it's like, oh, they haven't shot the ball in three minutes. Like Towns is for sure going to shoot here. And yeah. then he takes oh, yeah. a stupid ass yep. shot. And like, or D'Lo does. And like, it happens all the time. And we all know that guy at pick a ball that's like, oh, we, we used to have a guy named Taylor that we used to play with a few years ago. And it was like, oh, Taylor hasn't shot the ball in three possessions. He's for sure going to shoot. And he always did. And it was always like a horrible mid-range shot and he missed. Um, it counts to that like once or twice last night where I'm like, oh, he clearly just is mad. He hasn't shot, which is fine. Like, again, when you're as a good shooter as, as him, he, he is. And especially like when sometimes when you have like D'Lo and Ant aren't on the floor and it's like, like the other night it was like Beverly, because I don't, I don't think McLaughlin played. It was like uh, Beverly, Edwards, Prince, Nas Reed and like Jaden McDaniels. And it's like, yeah. okay, like Anthony's Anthony Edwards is going to have to take 35 bad shots. I know if, those if are just wolves. like when the wolves are on their bench line up out against the Grizz, it's just like, how long can we, how long can they last before the Grizzlies score five points? Because this team, this bench is not scoring for the wolves. Yeah. So it's kind of like if they can last two minutes and like, muck up the game and like buy two minutes for the wolves starters to rest like mission accomplished totally agree um and then my other point is like you know i was thinking last night about like if the wolves were to lose the you know game four i was like god this series really leaves me more with like more questions than than answers um i I feel like we're starting to get more answers now um and towns i think we can admit is probably the best player on the wolves and um Mm -hmm. The, the most talented um, will that, that will probably change. But I think as far as leadership goes, I think we probably have to say that he's like the third or fourth leader on this team, which here's, yeah. that's totally fine. That yeah. I just think that there's this narrative about like, and, and towns has gotten a lot better this year, but there's just certain parts of his game and like his personality that like you're that I've watched enough basketball to know like, Oh yeah, that, that guy's a natural leader and that guy's not. And unfortunately, yep. like, Towns just isn't that, which is like totally fine. And actually it's worse when he tries to be, because then it's right. like pretty, it's pretty obvious that he's like, if he is just a guy on a team and he's an all NBA guy and he's, you know, whether it's like Chris Bosch or, you know, whoever else, like that's yeah. really good. Totally. Um, it's when he starts, tries to put on like the, you know, KG hat and like tries mm-hmm. to be all these other guys. You're like, well, I don't even know who you're trying to be. And like, I think your teammates can see right through you. And, it's like um, such a trope, but literally the best thing Carl can do is just like be yourself on yeah. the basketball court. Just like don't try to be KG or like it's because it's just not happening. Yeah, like don't try to be Jokic with your pad. Like yeah, just exactly. Be, be just cat. Like, do like, your thing. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, other wolves to step up in the game. Beverly had 17 points. Jordan McLaughlin, absolutely huge Dude, off the bench. Huge. I knew you would be happy about that. Oh, it, well, <laughs> I know you're like the biggest J. I mean, you and there's a lot of J Mac fans in the Wolves families, but you, you know, you've got the hoodie, you've got the, so I, I ordered the t-shirt. I don't know. You've got the J Mac stuff. So I'm, uh, I was excited to hear what you have to say about this. 16 points. He, he shot four threes. Finch asked after the game, like why he didn't play on Thursday and Finch responds. Sometimes you do stupid things. It's so funny. It's pretty, a pretty funny all-timer quote. quote. Um, yeah. I mean, like, McLaughlin certainly has his shortcomings and, um, you know, he like sometimes he'll get to the teeth of the defense and then he just kind of throws it away. And, um, like, I mean, his defensively, problem is, like, he's so small, he's getting, he gets blocked a lot. So like, he yeah. doesn't really like often I feel like J Mac kind of he'll, he'll do the drive and then he like, can't really finish. Cause he's so small. So he like has to kick. And so it like takes out this, 
it, it adds some predictability, but he's really good at what he does, and he's like a perfect backup point guard. Especially, I, I totally agree, and especially when like D'Lo, who plays very uh, low energy, which is fine, he gets to his spots and and whatever. Um, and when he's on, he's on. And like the series, he has not been on. Um, when you need that like boost off the bench, oh my God, McLaughlin's the guy. Great. Um, and it's so fun to watch. And I unfortunately, I think he well, fortunately and unfortunately, he's under team control for the next two years. I think. Um, cause I think he was a free agent last off season. Yep. Um, somebody might have to correct this for me. I thought he was going to get paid last year and he ended up not getting paid. He just got like, kind of like a, here you go deal from the wolves, which is good for the wolves in their cap situation. Yeah. It sucks for McLaughlin. Cause I think like he really deserves to be a backup point guard somewhere. Yeah. Um, and who knows, like with, like with, if, if, if the team starts to rustle and, and, um, uh, Beverly, it's like, well, there's certainly an option for. I think Mac definitely has a future with the Wolves. I yeah, I think there will be a lot of backup point guard minutes for him. The other thing I was noticing, a lot of Ant bringing up the ball. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's like, I mean, I know that's something they've done in the past. I don't know if that's like a sign of things to come, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I like that. Um, and then Richard Jefferson, I think, was going to go in-depth into like, oh, here's Anthony Edwards bringing the ball up. And then he instantly just passed it to D'Lo, so <laughs> his point yeah, was right. kind of like taken away. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, but like you're, you're right. Like I think that is significant. Um, uh, Edwards, 24 points, 14 shots. It feels like his like mid-20-point games like go under the radar because totally. you expect him to score like 30. Um, he shot like 50% is, from the field. Yeah, you yeah. Know, just that. Six for six from the free throw line. Like he he played very nice. Watch um, free throws. Desmond Bain has been been really good for <laughs> like fucking like okay Desmond Bain like chill. Um, that was like such a heat check game. Like even that three at the end, it was just like this is he's and, not gonna stop. And I don't know if it was <laughs> Edwards or someone else that they were like playing defense on him, and I'm like get oh away my from him, dude. I'm like so scary. <laughs> and you could tell Target Center was like he made it, and they were like what what what, and it was you're like up, oh no no we're still up by up one. Four. With yeah. four seconds left. If they're inbounding the ball at the other side of the don't do anything. Just yeah, just like not... sit on the bench. God. <laughs> just yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my God. Um, so Desmond Bain, very good. Um it feels like we need to talk, and I, like obviously we're in like the wolves echo chamber. So yeah, what, what we're hearing is like, you know, I, I think th- this series so far has been like Edwards is awesome, and it's been like cat is awesome, and it's like cat sucks, and then it's like, no, if you don't like cat you're not a Wolves fan. And it's like, nobody ever said they didn't like cat. We just need more from them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, but like, I wonder if the Grizzlies are thinking, obviously their big thing mm-hmm. is like the fouls and, um, it sounds like Taylor Jenkins is going to get fined for what he said. He called it like the worst roughing performance he's ever seen, which like also here's what I'll say to that. Um, like, yes, maybe it was a bad game for the refs last game, but also the game before that you came back and won, but you were down by like 24 points yeah, twice right. in two halves. So like, Maybe the Timberwolves are actually a better team. I don't know. Like maybe everybody's afraid well, to say this that. Is, I wanted to talk to. Yeah, let's table that and come back to it. But yeah, I was going to say about Ja. Um, you know, his oh his stat line was fine: eleven points, fifteen assists, eight rebounds. Like nobody's going to complain about man. that. But it it yeah, like it's one of those stat lines where you're like, oh, I watched the whole game and I felt like they were better when he actually wasn't playing. Um, and this is a guy in the season. He averaged 27 points and shot 50% from the field. This series, he's at 20.5 points and he's shooting 40%. He can't shoot a three, which no, like the wolves are like how to do that. Yeah. Um, We're not even guarding them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know how deep we need to go into like jaw talk, but it's like pretty obvious that 
uh, he has not played as well as I think a lot of people thought he would. I think the Wolves like not guarding certain guys on the Grizzlies behind the arc was huge, like a huge adjustment for Chris Finch. Like they just let Josh shoot a three whenever they want. They let Kyle Anderson shoot it whenever he wants. It's it's like and it's like yeah, like play the numbers. Yeah. So I'm I'm all about it. I agree. Um, do you want to talk about? Uh... Yeah. So so I was thinking about this because it's like. I, I feel like it's very easy. It kind of feels like the wolves have had like a bad series. Yeah. You know, just like emotionally because of, because of how bad that game two loss was. And then obviously what happened in game three, but like, then when you step back and look at it, it's like, okay, it's tied two two. Yep. Which sucks because you had home card advantage and you gave it up, but you've already won one in Memphis. Yep. So you know, you can. And I haven't seen anything from Memphis. That's been like all that terrifying. No. You know, like I, I feel like Memphis has played, has like shown other than like, unless we get like a jaw 50 point performance or something, you know, like that's like yeah. kind of the missing piece here, but there's not like, I don't see like a big, huge area where the Grizzlies can like immediately get better. I like, I just like look some, this is, this is a pretty good segue. I think. You look overall, right? Like you look at the Wolves and you would say Towns has had a disappointing series. Despite mm-hmm. having a good game one and a good game four, like he's, yeah. I think, not played as well as you'd think. Um, D'Lo has played a miserable series. Horrible. Um, yeah. Really bad. Uh, Beasley had a really good game one. He has not had a good game since. And then um, I think Edwards, you can say like, yeah, he had a good game one and he's been fine since. Um, yeah, he's been decent. It's like, so yeah. like, it's not like these guys are overperforming expectations when you look at them, then you look at, I think you look at the Grizzlies and I guess you could kind of say the same thing, but like Bain is not going to play as well as he is. Brandon Clark is shooting 73% from the field in this series. Brooks is averaging 17 points per game, which is about his thing. I mean, the two main guys are like John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. that just Mm -hmm. haven't shown up. But like when you're watching the games, it feels almost more of like the way the wolves are defending them has more to do with that than them actually just not being good. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think the Wolves almost like to, and maybe this is just like my Wolves bias. I feel like the Wolves have more things within their control that they can do to win this series. And, you know, I, to me, I don't even know even if I would put money on the Wolves right now. Like, I, I don't, there's still like, I'm still concerned about like some of the trends that we've seen, especially from Kat and D'Lo. Um, so I'm not like, super confident in them but i think that wolves fans just have this tendency to be like well shit you know especially after game three it's like i guess this is kind of over you know it was fun while it lasted and like this is very much not over like this i would i would say this it's more than likely this series goes seven games you know and in in a game seven like anything can happen so i would just like i don't know man it's still a series and we just got to not let this kind of super let down of games two and three affect us. And I hope that kind of what happened in game four, I hope that there are scheme things that they did in game four that can be translated because they looked a lot better, you know, even though there were the, these things that were nitpicking on, like I thought, I mean, obviously game one was awesome, but you kind of feel like they were like riding on this energy and this, obviously this kind of statement performance from Anthony Edwards and like, D- and uh, not D'Lo was D'Lo good? No, he wasn't. No, he was, he was right in game good. one. Yeah, he wasn't. No, he was yeah, 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 you're right. Yep. So it's now, like this statement came from Anthony Edwards. So yeah, 
but this felt the most game four felt the most replicable. Like I feel like they can play this game maybe with a little better shooting from D'Lo and Beasley even like multiple times. I no, I, I think that's right. I think I, I yeah, I, I think that I'm more optimistic about the Wolves like being able to play their game than like suddenly John Morant being able to go six for seven from the three point line and like right. And like then Jaron Jackson Jr. And the thing with G, uh, Triple J is man, dude, he's I, he's kind of similar. Like he's obviously not in the same caliber as Towns, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like the, the way his body language is, you're just like, Ugh. like uh, I get it. Like you don't agree with these fouls, but you, it looks like you're like already shut down from the series. He can't um, rebound. He like, no, uh, he he's uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, we could, I could talk about him for a long time. He's one of the most confusing bigs in the league to me. Like he can't rebound. He's a, he's a decent three point shooter. He's a good defender, but he also fouls like more than anybody else in the league. So it's kind of like, I don't know. It's like his career could really go in either direction. I feel like it's like you can either clean up the fouls and somehow like become a better rebounder and become like, I don't know, kind of like a perennial all defense guy who's also like a plus on offense, which is awesome. And then at that point, you might be more valuable than Cat. Or you can kind of just continue to be this like weird like hybrid guy who who can shoot but can't really do much inside and can't stay out of foul trouble and at that point you're like hurting your team so i don't know i'll be really curious to hear kind of i want to spend some time on memphis twitter if they lose this series or even if they don't because i think they'll probably lose in the next round like this this series has not given me much confidence about either team really well yeah, I shouldn't say either team. Um, I felt better about the Wolves than I than I would I, if I were a Memphis fan. Honestly, I was gonna say, in the last two weeks, I feel a lot better than the Wolves than I than I than I did going in. Which well, is the like expectations are different too, right? Like the Memphis, yeah. the two seed, you yeah. know, and you're they just loved like, it. what the hell? They like, loved it, but Memphis loves to beat the worthy underdogs drum. Which I know it's like you guys had 56 wins and you had the second best they should record be in the, the shit out of the Wolves. Yeah, like, that's like, the thing. The number two seed, like I get it. Like maybe you're unexpectedly the number two seed. Like I don't give a fuck. Like if you're the number two seed, like act like it. And yeah. it's like, it's so, so funny that it's like, well, we knew this was going to be a battle, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's totally fine. I just think that like, just from what I've seen on like, from like Memphis fans are like, Oh yeah. Like they're acting like it's like, they're the seven seed. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, no, no, no. Like yeah. you don't get to like, you don't get to take the under, no, the underdog hat from <laughs> we'll us. We, the underdog. we have that. We're the underdog. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Man. yeah. Um, I think this is probably a good, good podcast for maybe like, um, in a week from now when the series is over. Yeah, we'll see. Because <laughs> I think this is super, uh, the, like these series, especially like we always talk about young players getting playoff experience and that's, that's huge. But I think for like the front office too, it's huge to figure out like what you're going to go after in the off season. And like, mm-hmm. we, I, I don't want to get into this now cause it's going to take 30 minutes, but like there's things that you can see that you maybe thought in the regular season where you're like, Oh, this might be a weakness yeah. and this might be a weakness, but I'm not sure because who knows? Yep or is this a playoff guy? Is that a playoff guy? And then you're like, Oh no, like Jalen Noel's not a playoff guy. Um, I, I mean, I want to go through after the series and like go through guys and be like, Oh, like, okay. Like Sasha Gupta, it was pretty clear in the Memphis series that your team needs more help here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. which super helpful. I think that's going to be huge. Really for quick. Team. You know, who's a playoff guy, Torian Prince, Torian Prince is a playoff guy. Torian Prince is a playoff guy. He's going to be like a playoff guy on decent teams for 15 years. Yeah. Just give me 12 minutes. Like that's exactly. all I need. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, we talked about betting before uh, DraftKings, their series odds. So uh, here we go. Uh, Memphis to win in six, which would be Memphis winning their next two games, obviously, uh, is a plus 150. 
Memphis winning in seven is a plus 165. So Vegas mm. is very high on Memphis winning. Now the Timberwolves winning in seven is a plus 500. So that's that's seven game series. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. final game going back to Minnesota. So five to one odds. Wolves winning the next two games outright. Uh, DraftKings has it as plus 550. Um, I kind of like both of the Wolves bets. Like, I, I like the plus 500 a lot, but like... Yeah, I don't think you, I'd do the plus 550 if they but, if the plus 500 is... But you... Yeah, I, I guess I'm saying, like, you could talk me into either scenario. Like, you could talk me into, like... Yeah. The scenario of Wolves win... Or, sorry, Wolves lose game six in Memphis... Or game five in Memphis. Yeah. They come back to target center. They win an emotional game. And then game seven is, like, anything can fucking happen. And Edwards yep. scores 40 and the Wolves win. Or mm-hmm. you could tell me... Wolves come out, steal one from Memphis because D'Lo shows up and everybody plays really well and Beasley hits seven threes and whatever. And then you go back into target center for game six and then the Grizzlies just completely shut down and the series is over. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Grizzlies fans are like, what what the hell just happened? And Wolves fans are like, yeah. "Yeah." It'll be really interesting because I think, I mean, the Grizzlies have been better responding to pressure, I think than the Wolves have. So it'll be really interesting to see how they come out in game five, just because like this, the heat is really on them now. I mean, the heat is always on every team in the playoffs, every game, but like, I don't know, just like the heat was really, really on the Wolves in game four, like game five, is kind of a must win for the Grizzlies. So like, am I stupid for thinking this and don't answer if you actually think I am? Um, like it feels more likely the Wolves would win the next two games over than the Grizz. Like from what I've seen in, in four games, like I feel yeah. more confident that the Wolves will win. Like if any team were to like go on a two-game winning streak, well, it'd be three, I guess, for the Wolves. But like, I don't, I don't know. I, no, maybe, I agree. I'm, I'm, I, I'm like I, super biased, but I think it's about even to me. Like, and so the fact that those odds do not reflect that it's even to me gives an edge to the Wolves. Yeah. Yeah, I think that five plus five hundred looks juicy. Um, so does use, a plus five fifty. But use promo code TBPN. Use a, yeah, if you go on and use it, go DraftKings. Yeah, go, well, we can just do that right now. The NBA DraftKings uh, draft read, which I'm not supposed to read that part, but here it is. The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Julian, um, the NFL draft is coming up on Thursday. Yes, I'm very excited. Um, Same. I'm very excited, too. what round do you think the target center security guard goes in? <laughs> did you see all those videos? I did. Unbelievable. It was did this great investigative reaction work. time. Just watch him. Like, uh, n- knowing something was up and then boom. I mean, just for that IQ, you got to think like third or fourth round. pick. Uh, yeah. The wonder look test. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have some, I do have some questions and I don't know. Maybe someone can answer this. Like, if he knew that she was probably going to do that, why didn't we just like grab her right away? Um, I think, but I guess maybe that causes more problems than anything right. else. Right. You can't just go up to people and say, you're going to do a bad thing. Don't do that. 
Yeah, that's not good. There's a whole movie called Minority Report about that, I think. Oh, that's also, if you, do you watch Tom the movie. It's an old Tom Cruise movie. Do you watch the show Moon Knight? I haven't, but I want to. Very good. Basically, the guy, the villain in it, not the, yeah, the villain, he, um, no spoilers here. His whole thing is that he uh, judges people based on the future sins they'll commit. Ah, uh, yes. Um, so that's a classic. It, that's like a classic sci-fi bad guy thing. Yeah. So it's like, well, in thirty years you're gonna do this. You need to die now. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. what if I change? And they're like, well, you won't change because we know everything. And it's like, well, it's fair, I guess. But hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like kill me in twenty nine years before I do. Right. It? Just right before. You're right just, before. The timing's off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go around news around the league, and then we will get into our three stars sports cards uh, card corner, and then we'll give you our schedule for the rest of the week. Uh, all right. Um, also, game five in Memphis. I already talked about this, but six thirty p.m. Tuesday, TNT. No NBA TV mess. Thank goodness. Um, so it's going to be on TNT. You can listen to Chuck uh, call the Timberwolves very stupid. Um, all right, news around the league. Uh, Suns up two to one against the Pelicans. Um, surprising win by the Pelis. Seems like Devin Crazy Booker. Series. It's going to be out for a little bit, but um, yeah, fun. It's like a sneaky, interesting series. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly. Right. Like, yeah. Like Brandon. Hey, Brandon Ingram. Very good. Yeah. If yeah. only they had Zion Williamson. Uh, Luca returned on Saturday and the Mavericks lost by one to the Jazz series. Yep. Nodded up at two, two. Still really like the Mavericks in this series. Um, but uh, they needed that one yesterday and they got it. Uh, Warriors up three to oh on the Nuggets. Um yeah, Jokic, Jokic just can't do everything by himself, and um, that's unfortunate. It's a horrible roster outside of Jokic. Really, it really is. Like, especially like even when you have Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. Like, I'm not sure if you win the series, but um, I mean, it's, it's way better though. You yeah, definitely yeah. take a couple 100%. games. I yeah. mean, this is like I was thinking about these like Aaron Gordon led Orlando Magic teams, and I was like, so this is just like if you swapped out Jokic for Vooch. Yeah, on like those teams. I mean, that's bad. There's yeah, Bones still better. Decent. Yeah, there. I mean, I don't know. It, there's just not. I don't. I, it's such a lost year for the Nuggets. I feel kind of bad. It's gonna be really weird if Jokic wins MVP after this. And I think he will. Yeah, um, me too. But I do agree. It's kind of like, oh wow, well, especially I mean, with Embiid yeah. like really showing up. I had someone, a buddy, text me the other day, and he's like, "Some eventually we got to give Jokic shit for you know failing in the playoffs." And I'm like, it's "I don't know, dude. He's averaging like 30 and 17 and no, no, nine it's not assists. like actually like, like he's playing bad. It's just the narrative is strange." Yeah, I I agree. Like, oh, your team got swept. Um, the Heat are up two to one after the Hawks stole one on um, I think it was Friday night. Trey Young with the game winner. So um, maybe Atlanta can tie it up. That'd be interesting. Uh, 76ers lost to the Raptors yesterday. They were going to go for the series sweep. They're up three to one. Seems like they'll still win. Um, Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. So easily could be two, two also. Yeah. It's kind of tough. I feel like the Raptors like just didn't weren't like weirdly weren't prepared at the beginning of the series. They've looked a lot better, but now it's kind of too late. Yeah. Scotty Barnes. I was surprised by that, but good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It seems like he got rewarded for maybe not being the best, but being the best rookie on a, like contributing to a, a winning mm-hmm. team and the um, defense. I mean, the defense, and, although Mobley's a good defender too. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, I kind of feel like Mobley got robbed, but pretty, I'm happy. I'm happy for Scotty. Yeah. And I mean, pretty good options all around. Like Cade, Cade had a really strong Dude, second half. Yeah. Um, what a, what a rookie class, which is weird. Cause like we, I don't, we think we really we, felt that yeah. we did not. We thought it might not be very good and they turned out to be really good. Uh, Bucks are up two to one against the bulls, which 
my wife will tell you is the most frustrating series. She's cheering for Chicago and mm-hmm. Chicago probably should be up two to one. They had a really bad game one and they, they could have sealed it. And um, then they lost game three in Chicago. And here we are. Um, Levine has not looked good in his playoff debuts. Tough. It's hard to be Levine and Levine spot and have never played in the playoffs before at this point yeah. in your career. Yep. And it, I think it shows. Uh, and then in probably, I don't know if it's the biggest surprise. I, I think it probably is. Celtics are up three to zero uh, against the Nets, which is like Dude. for everybody that doesn't like Kyrie Irving. Do I have a series for you? Because this has been fun. And Jason Tatum is like pretty much a top five guy, and that's yeah. pretty obvious in the series. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I uh, another series that like easily could be two one, maybe the other way, <laughs> but at the same time. Like you just got to give credit to the Celtics because they have come up in big yeah. moments and the Nets have not. And I don't know. I think we're going to hear some weird Steve Nash shit in the off season. <laughs> this I, is very odd. I, I don't really understand what they're doing. Um, the, the mood, the, the decision seems to be just like, give it to KD and cross your fingers, which like, honestly, generally speaking, not a horrible strategy, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, this is the playoffs. Like you gotta try to it's, put him in position to succeed. Now Simmons is going to come back. There's all these, there's all these tweets about how he's going to be the first player ever to be eliminated in consecutive games played, like eliminated from the playoffs and which is hilarious played games, which is so funny. But yeah, it feels know. like maybe he shouldn't come back. Like maybe just wait no. till next year. I see no, there's no reason to bring him back. It's like just setting him up for failure. But the, yeah. that being said, or, Maybe he takes them on this like miracle run, and then that's good. Seems more likely in seven games behind like an, a Ben Simmons performance. That's going to be the like the craziest NBA storyline in years. Seems more likely he plays fourteen minutes and yeah, it's not going to happen. Has like five <laughs> so points and three matter. rebounds, but yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's go into our three star sports card card corner. We love our friends at Three Stars. They're in Bloomington. They're in Little Canada. They have a website. Um, go check them out. Uh, we, I still need to open. We need to open a basketball product soon on this podcast, which we have not done because the playoffs have been um, very busy. So, um, okay, let's go through. Um, I want to go through Anthony Edwards' cards because I think he, like he's definitely gotten the most uh, like improvement. Um, based like on his values. Cause I think he, like he was a guy that mid through the year we talked about, he was like, kind of like maybe not valued correctly. Um, let's just go through, I don't know, like 20 cards here. Uh, all right. His 2020 hoops SGC 10 card is up to $52 over the last month. That is a 186% increase. Wow. Um, the 2020 prism BGS, um, nine, that is $74. That is a 141% monthly increase. His 2020 Prism Draft Picks downtown card, uh, PSA 9, that is $387. That is a 100% raise. Um, we can kind of keep going. His like 2020 Hoops Base card, 74%. 2020 Prism SGC 8.5, 72%. His Prism Base, not graded, up 70%. Prism Silver Base, uh, or sorry, Pr- Prism Silver, not graded up 67%. Um, his Prism PSA 10 silver up 40%. That's up to $1,100 now. So like they, the story is people are noticing that Anthony Edwards is very good and the national 
uh, spotlight has done him yeah. done him well. Um, and I think like if you held on to your ant cards or like you're waiting to send them into grading because you didn't know what the values were going to be, um, I think you're kind of getting your sign. So uh, also PSA submissions are fifty dollars now. Um, still still expensive where you have to like figure out what's worth it and what's not. But um, an option that's not a hundred dollars certainly. Um, yeah. So. Totally. Yeah. Go check a, out. I got an ant Don Russ. They gotta think about. Yeah. Like I mean, let's let's look it up right now. I wonder. I'm curious what that is. I'm it's guessing like a, it's pretty. It's not like that good of a card, you know. But it's still an ant card. Yeah. Let me let me look that up. Donris Anthony Edwards, my guy. And those grade well. You they do grade well. Um, I need to find this now because it's gonna really bug me if I can't. Uh, Donris, where are you? Uh, nope, that's hoops. We don't want hoops. I want Donris. Do, 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 do. Um, well, I can't find it, but um, okay. I think I think you're right. Uh, okay, uh, let's get into our schedule. Um, so the Wolves play Tuesday. We'll record after that game no matter what. They play at 6.30, so the game will be over at like 8.30 or 9. Um, you might get both of us. You might get one. I don't know. We'll see. Um, then the Wolves play again on Friday night at home. That'll be game six. So those two games happening no matter what, and yep. we'll prop... I don't know if we'll record it. The, the, the timing is TBD. So I don't know if we'll record that night or on like Saturday or something, but, but we'll figure it out. So you'll, you'll get us again midweek and then probably later the week. And then maybe we'll have like a special segment where we, we rip open some cards or something. So that'd be fun. Um, maybe have a guest on too, depending on, on how this week goes, the playoffs, man, it's like a bloodbath because it's just like time, time moves so fast. It's, it's like, Oh wait, we're, we're like, what's happening. Um, all right, Julian. Well, hey, thank you, man. Appreciate it. I'm glad we didn't it. record on Thursday. This was way better. Nobody would have listened. Um, yeah, this is way better. Good podcast.